you feel about me Everybody got something to say about me About me They just wanna see me rowdy They just really need something to hate about me I don't know what they thinking they getting out of me I was looking for music before it found me Never noticing me, ain't no moving loudly All I'm wearing is black and I do it proudly You say that you done, but you calling me back Good, and we got a new podcast for you niggas, Timeless Vibes, yes, episode uno, one oh, you know how we get down, and of course, almost for every podcast, probably gonna be on this network for the time being, I'm about to be on this motherfucker too, but I got a, I got my guest on here, go ahead and introduce yourself, G. What's good, y'all, it's Chad's Vibe. You know what I'm saying? We've been talking music. You feel me? Yep. A lot of music. Some good things about music. We got a couple albums that just dropped. Lit. Future just blessed us. You know what I'm saying? I swear. You know, FBG Baptist Church want to open up uh, <laughs> after uh, quarantine. Man, look, man. We, we snuck in. Uh, we snuck in, G. Future said, look, man, y'all can come on in, G, for the time being. Y'all good, G. That's what he did when he dropped this shit, but I'm but ready, yeah, man. G. But like we we got we got some music to talk about, albums to talk about, snitches to talk about. Unfortunately, but but yeah, man, we got a lot to talk about regarding music. This will be a music podcast. Anything music related, we will be talking about. So in a in a way, like G, if you like music, you might gonna like what we got to say and all of that stuff. And you might listen and you'd be like, yo, what makes these motherfuckers qualified to talk about it? Talk about music. We'll talk about rap and all of that. Talk about you know all that shit. Well, guess what? We've been in this shit, man. So I'm just like, we how long we been doing this, this bro? I I know you since 2012. Yeah, we've known each other since how long? They been shorty day um, like 2010. So you know me around me, but uh, we've been working like 2012. Like been homies since 2012, though. So I'm referring to that message. You oh, that Facebook. message! He was like, "Yo, let's do this music, G." Ever since then, yeah, it's been I long. think it was 2012. Yeah, it was like 2012, G. Yeah, yeah bro, we certified. <laughs> yeah, we we been we been working, bro. Certified. Like, that's just what brought us together to do this. That's what brought our friendship together and all of that. So, let's just take a moment, give the listeners, like, introduce ourselves and all of that. Because some people who probably never listen to this don't know who the hell I am. But, you know, I'll be on everything. But, either way, I'll let you go first because, shoot, man. Oh, like I said, my name is Chaz Vibe. Chaz being my middle name, actually, and my artist name. Uh, me and Chris been doing the music since well I've been doing music since like 2008 I've been rapping and I started in a church and I was doing like Christmas shows and youth rallies and like uh, what's that um, New Year's Eve shows and stuff yeah, like, and at first I was going to be because I am a spiritual person obviously um, so at first I was like, okay, let me go ahead. I guess I got to be a Christian rapper or whatever. So I'm trying to kind of balance and doing that. But what kind of got me out of that, you know what I'm saying? I guess I'm 
uh, by default, I'm more secular. It's the fact that I did this one show at Wheaton Christian Center. I don't know if you went with us that, that year, Chris, no, but it was a competition, and I was the only one who participated. So I won by default um, for the rap and poetry. And so basically, when they gave me my critiques, it was like, yo, man, yo, you, your music is so self-centered and so prideful, and it's you, you, you. And I'm like, uh, did you hear what I was talking about? What I was talking about, like, I was, you know, pouring out my soul, man. Like, I was going through some stuff, you know what I'm saying? So after that, I was just like, yeah, Christian rap ain't my lane. That's not, that's not my lane. Um, even my pastor agreed. You know, he he admitted that my music is a lot more personal than gospel. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So that right there is kind of, and that was me going into college. That was 2014. And so... When I went to college, that just helped me out and how I maneuvered and made my music and everything. Um, recently, you know, I just got, you know, um, in touch with this uh, this lady who manages people, you know what I'm saying? So I got a manager now. It's part of a, uh, a company called Chicago Executive. So I'm going to get my music on, you know, Apple, Spotify, all that. It's going to be a lot more um presentable you know what i'm saying so i definitely i definitely do what i'm saying i'm gonna keep doing it can't stop won't stop exactly g like we've been out here g but uh just give my little introduction to like like so i like i always had a thing for music i like i feel like i'm i feel like almost every black kid grew up thinking either a i'm gonna try to rap I did used to write some shit, G. I did that used to write, bro. Like, and, you know, I used used to, you know, I still from time to time go back into, like, the little poetry thing. But, like, everybody who wrote poems thought they could rap at one point. So, I tried the (laughs) shit. And I feel like I had some heat here and there. But shit don't translate well when you don't know how to ride a beat. So, it's like, fuck it. Um, So, but, but also I always had a thing for just instrumentals and stuff like that. And it was just one day, and I, and it was one day I was just on some board stuff. I was like, "Ooh, Garage Band is on my iPad." Shout out to that legendary iPad. I did a lot on that iPad. Boy, too. we produced a whole mixtape on that we iPad, did. bro. We did. We did a <laughs> lot. I did mixtape. a lot with that iPad, bro. Like I had FL Studio on that mug. I had Garage Band on that mug. Like, gee, I was doing crazy stuff with that iPad, bro, at that time. But yeah, so back to like I was making beats. I was like, yo, I'm like, I'm pretty decent at this, G. Like, then, like, literally, like, that summer, me and Chad, I would go over Chad's crib almost every day. We'll work on some stuff, G, on that iPad, bro. Like, we was getting that shit, bro. And, like, over time, just, I started feeling, I just started gravitating to other stuff. Where I was like, you know, where it's just, like, production. Like, I wouldn't say I lost the passion for it. It's just more like, yo, bro. I still got a love for it, but it's just like, I, I'm not focused on it, G. And then also just seeing where yo, yo, like, your sound started changing. I was like, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> so, it's just keeping it real. But, like, it was a point, though, with people and, like, who I went to school with. It was like, yo, I'm rocking with your beats. Make me stuff and all of that. 
Like, I actually made something uh-huh. for this one dude. I think his name was Lavish Mac or something like that. I don't remember. I made something for his ass, and he, he rocked with it. He never used it on, like, a project, but he actually, like, rocked with some of my shit. Uh, so that meant right. a lot. But even doing that, like, it, for me, like, being in college, for me, it made me just appreciate, like, more, like, the come up of the music game and all of that because I met so many freaking artists at Columbia where I was just like, yo, it just gave me a different, like, love, passion for music. Like, gee, like, I grew from, like, oh, like, almost every, like, for me, I just legit just had a thing for music. And I wasn't, like, one of those kids who was just strictly rap, R&B coming up. Like, gee, my parents would play shit, gee. So, for me, it was like, I never really cared. Like, I couldn't change it to Power 92 and all of that. WGCI growing up in the car, G. Like, for me, it was cool hearing 95.5 WNUA. Like, if you know, if you know, you know, G. So, right. like, hearing that, like, for me, wasn't a problem, bro. So, for me, it was just, like, it made me appreciate music and all of that. Like, even though I wasn't always vibing, but I was, like, I had appreciation for, like, almost a little bit of everything to me. So, but overall, though, like, I always had a thing for music. I always will. Like, I'm always willing to talk music with people, willing to be able to critique. People literally respect. I don't know what the hell I say makes people respect my critique of their music. But, like, gee. I You're a genuine person. You have, you have a genuine uh, opinion and uh, outlook on things. That's why I appreciate your opinion. I don't ask nobody about my critiques. It's really just you, Elon, uh, DC. That's really it. Yeah, it's just like some people just not, and like some people don't like it. Like I have people be like, and like I legit told somebody you should stop. Dude, block me. <laughs> like, bro, <Nah>. you, <laughs> like, bro, be that way. I was like, it wasn't that. Like, it wasn't that, bro. Like, it be that way. Like, sometimes it's just not for you, and. If you can't take that, you better, you better, like, that's one thing I always tell people who are either aspiring to be artists, and this goes outside just rap, but aspiring to be artists, G, if you don't have, like, if you can't take constructive criticism, G, you're not going to be made for, especially in modern day music, because social media exists. So once you make it, it's going to be, it's going to be niggas in your comments saying, shit, whack. <laughs> Dead ass gonna just go say that shit yeah, whack. Just to say it too. Exactly. Like, just to say it. No While like literally Drake is a prime example. N- Muffins listen to Drake just to hate on him, bro. <laughs> like nigga, mental illness. Mm-hmm. Mental illness. <laughs> shit. But all publicity is good publicity. Exactly, bro. So it'd be that way. But I I just have a legit genuine love for music, like whether I personally interact with it, uh with on the production tip. Or, like, I still always, from time to time, think I could go back and write, but that's what it is. But, like, I'm more back in the poetic side than anything. Uh, and then even, like, I do aspire to, like, if I do make into the music business, one way or another, like, I believe I can do that, G, in some role. And I was like, one, like, G, shout out to my wife. But, bro, she literally told me one day, hey, you can you should consider being a music A&R. I was like, for real? <laughs> and I was like... I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, I could do it, but industry changed. I don't think they, most of these labels don't have A&Rs in the shows. But, <laughs> but like, if they still had it, I would love to be in that type of position, though, dead ass. But, uh, so that's our thing for music, but, uh, other stuff, just the knockout, uh, 
our first music moment. I kind of like you could go ahead and answer that. Like my first time performer or something. Oh, like our first. Oh, that, that's a vague ass question. But in terms of like, that's what was like show. our first moment when we were just like, "Yo, we legit love music, bro." Like that first, you fell in love with music. Um, uh, it was probably when I heard "Riding High" by Fazo. That's the way that song, the melody of that song, the chord progression. And honestly, I don't think this is a moment. This is it's a lot of moments with me growing up, but this is one of them. When I first heard that song and the way it just came on and like the vocals and everything, bro, that's that's one of my top five favorite songs. And that's one thing about me growing up. I just always loved melodies. That's why I'm doing a lot of like melodic stuff in my music now. Is because that's one thing that I like legit love, like just a certain chords that you play or the certain key that like you sing in or whatever the case may be. It's just beautiful. And so that was a moment. Um a lot of moments me just playing video games and hearing like a video game eight bit OST. Man, I swear. And like the beat is just cold. <laughs> like ain't no other way to explain it. Like it's just cold. Um even like let me take it back, uh, like in church and doing praise and worship and the same type of experience hearing just like a dope chord progression, uh, the melody there, the singing is there. I would actually share the tears like when I was a kid. Same, you know bro. And that's how I knew I, that's how I knew I always loved music is when I would be a church and they'd be singing and I would just be, you know, like in tears because of how beautiful the yeah. song sounded. You know what I'm saying? Or like I would record like a, um an OST from a video game and just listen to it over and over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that is what really you know reminds me that I like I really love music and what got me closer and closer into actually doing music. Because when Jason had told me like, Oh, you should start rapping when I was like thirteen, I was like, Bro, I can't rap. <laughs> And that was the only time I've, I've ever said those words. Like, if you listen to my music now, you know me now. Like, it'd be it's taboo to think that I would utter those words. But exactly, it's crazy. But, really? I mean, those it's moments like that for me. It's not one specific moment. It's just like it's just moments like that. You know what I'm saying? When I hear those melodies and those chords that I resonate with. True, true. For me, like for me, it was like. Let's see. Like, I was young, so, like, I I really, like, just remember just music being a big part of my life. Like, I always had a thing for, like, being, like, my, cut. like, for me, like, I don't really have a lot of cousins my age. So, growing up, I was always around my cousins and my older sister, G. And they all in the same age range. I don't know why they had, I only have one cousin, like, two cousins that's in my age range. I'm the only nigga. So, well, hmm. that's a, but either way. So, and we wasn't really that close, but being around them, music was always played. And like growing up, like outside of like being around my parents, like Bone Thugs and Harmony was like the first rap group I legit was like, yo, these niggas is cold. And like when I heard the first time I ever heard Thuggish Ruggish Bone, that holds a special place in my heart, G. Like that song to no, me was okay. not just like I could say now it was just beautiful, but like then. It was just, everything about it was just catchy as hell, G. Just catchy as hell. Like, Bone Thugs, 
Like, even though I'll sit there and, like, I don't, do I want to hear Bone Thugs make a new music in 2020? Hell, can no. But do I sit back and go back and listen to their music, G? Hell, yeah, all the time, G. Like, that was first, like, rap music. I was just like, yo. And then just overall, like, what really just made me just appreciate music was, like, my dad was a big P-Funk fan. Like, George Clinton, Bootsy Collins, Parliament, all them niggas. He played the hell out of them, bro. And... Like, as I grew older, you said what? I said, I would imagine so. Yeah, like, you, you like you've seen my dad. You met my dad, so you know. Like, like he fits the aesthetic of them niggas, G. But, um, but yeah, but, like, just listen to it all the time. Like, I grew to appreciate it more and more by the day and by the years. And we had a, one day we took my older sister back to school and... Like, he, he had, like, CDs just ready. I'm just listening. I'm like, gee, low-key, these mugs is more cold than I thought, G. Because I actually listen. I'm like, yo, it's almost everything. You get you got your soul. You got some rap in here. It's everything. And, like, that's one I really appreciate P-Funk. Like, even now, like, if I'm by myself, I throw on some old George Clinton or something like that. Why? Because, just because. Because, like, I just want a mix of everything. Uh, But, yeah, like, that's when I knew legit, like, that was my first, I legit, like, as a capable thinking person, like, at that point, I was, like, in my, what, 11, 12, I legit knew, I legit love music, but, like, music been around me, like, forever, like, music videos, spending time with my older sister, watching music videos after school, stuff like that, like, I always just had a thing, for, like, just listening, just appreciating, singing the lyrics, you know, I could have seen worth a damn, uh, reenacting the music videos just to be funny as hell because I was just like me and my older sister was super close like that and so like what she'll let me just reenact the shit just be funny as hell one of my favorite yeah, movies bro uh, <laughs> look man <laughs> we'll actually we go to did it. we all did it we all did it we can't cap you cannot cap and act, sit there and act like yo you did not watch BET Un- Uncut, G. BET Uncut was legit a thing. We might actually dedicate an episode to literally BET Uncut, G. We- it might kind of be necessary, bro. Like, we may have to talk about them uh, staying up or waking up at 3 in the morning just to uh, <laughs> watch BET Uncut, bro. I but- wake up, like, just right on time for it to be on. I <laughs> never purposely went to BET Uncut. It, it just, just so happened to be on at the time. It just happened to be on. Like, you don't what even the heck know what's going on with my timing, bro. <laughs> it just it was always impeccable, G. It just happened to be on. But uh but yeah, like music videos I always had a thing for, I always had a thing for like everything, bro. Uh so in terms of music, like B T M T V was always on, G. Uh so uh what else? But yeah, so like in terms of just my like my love for music just it's all over. It's like how you feel about like yo like ch- when it comes to church music, G. If your church does not have a fire praise and worship, G, I may feel a type of way. <laughs> I might go home. <laughs> it, it will throw me off, bro. It, it might yeah, legit throw me off. Like G, like I like I don't want to throw no shades to other churches, bro. But G. My wife, Kenny's old church, bro, I would walk in, I would, if I was driving there myself, bro, I would try to come late because I did not like the praise and worship, bro. I did not. <laughs> and it was just like, I felt a type of way. It didn't get me 
in the spirit, bro. So it was like throwing me off. Like it didn't make I didn't feel like I was in a God's home, G. Like it's supposed to enter you in. So it was just like I never felt entered in and all that to the word. Like it just hit. Like it's supposed like like G, if your church does not have a good G praise and worship, bro, I, it's gonna throw me off, bro. If I'm not about to literally do the Uzi shuffle or whatever dance doing praise and worship, it's not hitting to me, bro. Plain and simple, bro. Yeah. Like I'm not a clapper, G. I'ma literally do a little shuck and jive, bro, and then when that slow song hit, I'm gonna be in tears in a corner probably, G. So I'm just keeping it real. But but yeah, so like, but all together, like my love for music just really brought me closer to be a part of music, whether it's like sound engineer, like I literally, you know, like currently I'm not active in it, but like I would, I was assistant soundboard dude at my church, G. So like, I'm like, I learned to literally make mugs sound good. Like I take pride in making mugs sound good. I took pride even though Muggs hated that reverb, G. I would hit a little reverb on Muggs, G. Because I know it's gonna just going to hit different, bro. So, like, stuff like that. Like, I took pride in, like, making, helping people f- make sound good live. Stuff like that. So, like, I appreciate, like, just the overall being, you know, like, my love. Just be able to be like, you know what? Let me make other people sound good, G. Like, that's just how deep my love for music goes, bro. Like, it may not, I may not actually be out here performing like i may not have that that's not my ministry that's not my calling but producing it and just talking about it critiquing it and just letting mugs know like what it is like gee that's why i'm able to just genuinely passionately just talk about it bro because and that's why i get frustrated sometimes talking music with some people because just like i don't want to be a ding dong but it's just like gee you just sound dumb like we don't, we're not on the same wavelength when it comes to just talking about it, bro. Like I can't go in depth with some people, bro, when it comes to talking music and stuff. So it's just like, and that means a lot to me, G. Like that dead ass means a lot to me, G. So, but yeah. So, so just to end this little, uh, what I will call this a goddamn, uh, beginner's course of who we are when it comes to music and stuff. Uh, who are who, our favorite artists? Favorite artist, um, I'm just gonna spitball it. I ain't gonna put it in a particular order. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, Lil Wayne, for sure. I rock with Wayne heavy. I literally believe that it's not a Wayne song or a Wayne verse that I do not know. Quick question Have you heard that Lil Wayne song called Yeah? I feel like that is, is it new? No, you know how I feel about New Wayne, <laughs> and then you know Wayne got crap ton of shit. So it's like, gee, I might, I might saying, not bro. know it. G, you ever heard Call of Duty? I've heard Call of Duty. You heard Santa Claus? It sounds vaguely familiar. In the morning. In the morning, yes. Eat you alive. I'll probably put you in the morning because I it, I heard that song and I played it legit every day all day. I, I never yeah. get tired of that song. Yeah, Eat You Alive. I know. I I know Eat You Alive. Um, best thing yet. That sounds vaguely familiar. Nobody talks about the draw is over, bro. Everybody talks about the draw dedication. Nobody talks about the draw is over. The draw is over is like a deep cut Wayne a mixtape. G, I can't cap. That is a deep cut, bro. Man, the draw is over changed my life. 
But uh, yeah, it'd be Wayne, Drake, um, Three Stacks, uh, favorite artist, favorite artist, favorite artist. Wayne Drake, Andre 3000. Um, Kanye West. Uh, I can't neglect the inspiration Kanye West gave me. Um, Jay Z, of course, Lauren Hill, Erica Badu. Um, Ice Cube, I like Ice Cube. Um, we just gonna be rap though. You said what? I said, do we just gonna be rap? No, like I said, no. We, we music, G. We just not we we not one dimensional here. All right then. Um, I gotta put Earth, Wind, and Fire up there. Stylistics. Um, the um the Isley Brothers. This show because they got a bunch of songs that I I just play heavily. Um, future. This list is really all over the place. The future, of course, that's BG Gang. And I'm gonna stop right there. I'm gonna have like kind of a brain fart a little bit, but yeah, bro. that's yeah. a little snippet. Like literally, uh, I don't blame you because you could be dang there going all day, but uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. For me, like so I already mentioned, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh. Let's see. Like I said, uh, now, like, literally, in terms of, like, Mugs and P-Funk, like, I'm all, like, I think, to me, Bootsy Collins was more of, like, I relate, I, I relate more, I won't say I relate, but I appreciate more of his music than George Clinton. My dad might be literally ready to slap mm-hmm. me in the goddamn hospital bed right now. If <laughs> He probably feel like, look, this motherfucker said some blasphemy. But Bootsy <laughs> Collins, uh, yeah, Bootsy Collins, uh, uh, Michael Jackson. I don't know how the hell you didn't mention Michael Jackson, bro. Like, <laughs> but I had a brain for it. I had a brain for it. I didn't want to take too much time. Hey, look, it's cool, G. But yeah, Mike, like that, like G. Mike's the goat. Like regardless, uh, I mean, I feel like Mike's a given. Like, I shouldn't be on this podcast if Mike. Yeah, I'm low somewhere. key, bro. I I haven't met a person that hates Michael Jackson's music. Like you, like you may feel how you feel about him as a person. You may believe that bull, that the shenanigans he beat the case, but Mike he beat should the case. Be, he beat the case. Talk about it, he beat the case. G. Uh, oh man! But yeah, uh, Mike, Damien, almost everybody that was major in Motown. G, I have to give you give you your respect. G, like you, your favorite of mine, bro. Like Muggs and Motown, uh, Jill Scott. Um, Jill Scott just holds a special place in my heart in terms of just like that was my first neo soul artist. I just like yo, <laughs> yo, and uh, that's Man. when I realized I had a thing for BBWs too. G, so shout out to Jill. Um, hey Amen. Hey look, it is what it is. Like, if you saw my Facebook post and my Twitter post during that versus battle she did with Erica Badu, G, that smile is dangerous, bro. That smile is dangerous. Um, but she's just gonna remind me Kenny a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dangerous, bro. Uh, so, but yeah, Jill Scott, Usher, uh, 
Usher, like Usher is probably one of my, it probably might really be my favorite R and B artist of all time. Like it, like of all time, like I like his music just hit when I was a kid, and I just stuck to it. But yeah, uh, Usher. Uh, my favorite song from Usher is "You Don't Have to Call." Fire, and the music video is fire, G. And be hard, and that music video was smooth. It was smooth, G. <laughs> that music video was smooth, bro. Like, G, that is the ultimate. Like, hey, I'm finally over my uh, my time, ex that song. song made me feel good. You said what? I said I wasn't getting no females at that time, but that song did make me feel good. <laughs> the funny thing about that song, like, G, it's the ultimate, like, hey, I'm finally over my bitch song, G. Let me get the homies, we about to hit the club <laughs> and act a goddamn fool, bro. But yeah, like, Usher got things for everything. Like, literally, Usher was the uh, the lap dance song at my wedding, so that's that's how much respect I have for Usher. And also, sure dot com. Was, and, yeah, it was. And dot com is probably a top five freaking R&B song of all time, and he was original, it was the original A. I'm about to use a uh, internet computer to describe uh, how I'm about to fuck you, G. Legend, legend. Creative. That's a level of creativity. <laughs> exactly. He was ahead of his time with dot com, bro. If dot com came out today, people will honestly respect it, G. <laughs> On a whole different level, G. But uh, and I was young as Basically. hell, liking that song. But uh, but yeah, Usher, different. Uh, Chris Brown. Uh, yeah, Chris Brown, I'm trying to get all the R and B niggas out the way now, cause I I really like R and B is probably my thing. Like, gee, I love R and B music. Uh, if you had a '90s R and B hit, I'm rocking with you. Plain and simple, especially New Jack Swing. Even I'm rocking with you, the Wonder Man. Yeah, like even like if you had a hit, I rock with the one hit Wonder R and B niggas. G like in the '90s, bro. Jodeci is specifically. Jodeci is my niggas, bro. Jodeci is my niggas. In terms Jodeci of R&B, a my, my favorite R&B group, bro. I can't talk about 90s R&B without mentioning Jodeci. Exactly. So, but, yeah, respect, uh, but yeah, Jodeci's up there, um, but yeah, who else? Okay, might as well just start entering rap. I already mentioned Chris Brown, uh, oh, shit, but, but yeah, in terms of rap, Drake, Drake is, like, literally my GOAT, G, like, Jay, like I could easily say Jay Z, Jay Z's the scapegoat, but G Jay Z's like the universal goat in terms of rap. Like we have to automatically say Jay Z, bro. Like I feel like that's a gimme. Uh, Biggie, Biggie's like my '90s goat to me. Like Biggie's not a '90s goat. Uh, I like one day we're gonna have an honest dialogue on this podcast about Tupac that might offend people. Was I'm saving my take for that episode, but. Biggie is my goat in terms of 90s rap, man, bro. You're trying, to trigger, you're trying to trigger the hip-hop years, man. Hey, bro. That's what you're trying to do. It is necessary, G. Controversy breeds attention, G. So, it will if you get mad, bro. I ain't mad, arguing bro. with you at all, man. I feel you. Hey, it's going to be a dialogue, bro. It ain't going to be an argument. It's going to be a dialogue. I'm like, shoot. Conversation. Uh, But, yeah. Biggie. um, or, uh, Jay-Z. Wayne. Uh... 50 Cent is, like, my first rapper. I was just, like, like coming up where I was like, gee, this man can't do no wrong. Like, I was a 50 Cent stand. I was a G-Unit stand to the max. You know, bro. You see Everybody me. was, <laughs> Like, a lot of people was. Everybody the niggas was, switched over bro. to Dipset, bro. Niggas switched over to Dipset. I can't honor you, Nick, some of you niggas, G. 
I stayed G unit until it was not cool. Switch is kind of bogus, but Dipset was cold, though. I can't cap. Dipset was cold. And with that being said, Cameron, G. Like, Cameron, Cameron, my favorite rapper, not because, like, like, he he made some cold songs, but that nigga made it cool, G, to rock pink, bro, comfortably. And and it was gold. He was ahead of his time with pink, though. Yeah. He was ahead of his time. It was way ahead of his Every time. time I wear pink, niggas be like, oh, you trying to be Cameron? I'm like, look, bro. Man, look, bro. He made great, it cool, bro. bro. If you mad, you mad, bro. That's why I can't honor some of you niggas. Uh, but yeah, Cameron more in the, uh, what you'll call it, like the impact sense. Uh, who else? Future, of course. Future's, man, look, he changed my life. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know how hmm. to mention. Ty Dolla Sign in R&B, too. Ty Dolla Sign. People sleep on Ty Dollar, bro. He wrote some of your favorite artist hits, bro. That's all I'm saying in regards to that. And some of his shit be hit. That man went on the street. As a songwriter, bro, dude is genius. I swear. And like some of his music be hitting, bro. People, I still feel disrespectful when people said that band uh, only sound good on features. I'm like, bro, y'all tweaking hard as hell, bro. Listen to Beach House no, 1, 2, and 3. Sign language, G. Airplane mode. That's all I gotta say, bro. Listen to those, bro. Listen to yeah. those, bro. They hit. I, uh, I haven't listened to Ty Dolla Sign in a while, but this is one song that I played over and over my freshman year of college, bro. That was like what? 2014, 2015. I forgot what song. The video was when he had the balloon. The kid was balloon. I don't remember that. You remember that song? You remember yeah. that song? I, I can't. I'm trying to correlate the video to it because. Uh, the video, okay. The video, he had his head, and his head was like a balloon, bro. Yeah, I'm not looking up. I can find it. I can find it. But, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, Ty Dolla Sign G, like in terms of one of the modern day R and B niggas, like bro, he that nigga to me. Uh, who else? Let's see. Like I have a respect for Beyonce G. Like I'm not. I like I don't. I'm not a stand. But in terms of what Beyonce has done. Like, bro, musically, like, G Mugs, I'm gonna say this. Mugs slandered me because I used to outright have Beyonce songs on my so- on my phone, bro. I'm like, yo, she makes some hits, nigga. They they were fire. Like, you, like, I was, I was before, I was one of the first non-gay niggas to rock with Beyonce, bro, before it was cool. To be like, all right, bro, yeah, listen to Beyonce. I had Beyonce on my phone. I had Rihanna on my phone. Bro. Oh yeah, Rihanna. If G. your song slapped, if your song slapped, I had it on my on my MP3 player. G. Exactly. <laughs> like, so yeah, uh, weekend, weekend is up there. G. I rocks with Uzi Heavy. Uh, hey, shout to, and look, bro. The fact <laughs> we didn't mention because you naming everybody I was gonna name. Yeah, uh, Keith. We Chief Keith is a legend, my nigga. Is a legend. Is a legend. Legend. Chicago legend, bro. Chicago legend. Uh, exactly. Uh, my boy BJ, the Chicago kid. Uh, in terms of R and B niggas, bro, that nigga cold. Like I never forget the first time I ever listened to uh, what's that damn album? Called? I want to make sure because it's a long ass R and B. It's a long ass title, bro. Uh, first time I ever heard. Uh, what's that album called? Pineapple Now Laters, bro. That's when I like that. Oh, I yeah. went through 
like that came out in 2012, bro. That I needed that album, bro. <laughs> I needed that album, bro, because 2012 was like my, ah, right, you got to get your shit together, year, bro. But yeah, uh, BJ Chicago kid. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot of people, bro. Like I have a lot of favorite artists, but in terms of just like, but like, bro, like I have a lot of love for a lot of people. Uh, Justin Timberlake's up there too in terms of one of my favorite white boys. G, he do his thing, bro. Just Timberlake do the favorite like, song by Justin Timberlake is um don't uh walk away. That's my favorite song by Justin Timberlake. I rocks with that. I rocks with that. But uh, my favorite is always like Cry Me a River is just fire. It's fire, G. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also to the end of time is heat as well, bro. Like some of these like hits is just one of my favorites, but uh, he got some deep cuts I rock with too. Like he got a decent amount of deep cut, but yeah. So we're going all day in terms of our faves and stuff. But let's go ahead and move on. That's our introduction. So literally, if you have any questions, make sure you just just make sure you hit us up on Twitter. And all of that, um, our personal Twitter pages and all that, we'll talk about that in the episode and stuff like that. So, where to find us. But, uh, anyway, moving on. Albums we've been listening to recently. So, this can, let's just go off the past month, what we've been listening to album-wise. So, there's like, we uh, easy to talk about what came Dirk, just because you waited. Um, I'm listening to that. I'm listening to... Uh, uh, High of Life or Future, that's gonna, that's gonna, you know what I'm saying, hold me off for the next shit, couple months. Um, Drake, uh, Drake has dropped, uh, what was the name of that? Oh, uh, Dark, what was it called? Hold on. <laughs> Dark Lane Dark Demo Tapes. tapes. Uh, Dark Lane Demo Tapes. Dark Lane Demo Tapes, yeah, but listen to that. Favorite song off there is D4L. I cannot stop playing that song. Um, what else am I listening to? I think that's about it. Yeah, because I listen to music mostly when I'm driving to work, and so I'm listening to Dirk's new album, Drake's new album, and Futures. There we go. All right. Uh, for me. Like, I pretty much, if it's an artist I rock with, I'm going to check out the album and all of that almost right away. And then, like, I kind of... Oh, and Chief's album, too, my bad. Chief's album. Uh, well, he dropped the EP. Yeah, he dropped, like, a five-song EP. That I was, was, that was pretty decent. Uh, but for me, this past month, like, same as you, Half Life, uh, Future Was Heat. Uh, Dirk, Dirk's was cool. We, we had our discussion about that. Drake, of course. Uh... Slime and B, the Thugger and Chris Brown tape would have been if we had a summer. I listen to that. Yeah, G. If we, G, it's heat. But if we had a summer, bro, that's all I'm going to say. We get a summer. A lot of them songs will be summer anthems, bro. They will be I don't even summer want to talk anthems. About that, bro, that's just a lot of missed opportunity, man. It's yeah, really depressing. Look, man, COVID ain't, and look, bro, this is this time for the PSA about uh, for COVID. I am contagious. But you know what else? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about China. And I don't give a fuck about <laughs> United States either. I'm going to destroy the world myself. 
Look, man, COVID don't play. Dude. It's, I ain't it's trying corona to destroy the world. Talk, bro. You said if what? Corona could talk to you. I have no doubt in my mind that that would be the exact conversation it have with everybody. It does. It's sitting there like you think I give a fuck. <laughs> you <laughs> just sitting at the. You just sitting at the at your locker like, man, don't you ever come come my face again. <laughs> Lock and the COVID sit there and just cough at you like nigga, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, slime and BG that that's that's heavily been in the rotation. Yeah, I always go back. Uh, it has a like it sucks that we're not going to have a like a legitimate summer because bro, it had like it has bangers on it. G it has summertime bangers on it. G it's really unfortunate. Uh, what else? Actually, uh. I've been li- I listened to uh, Givian's album Take Time. I recommend it if you uh, into R and B. He was the dude who sung the hook on Chicago Freestyle. Really goddamn good album. Uh, really good album. Mm. Yeah, so I definitely recommend that. Uh, each time around this time of the year, I always go back and listen to Party Next Door too, which to me is his best album. Uh, cause that is just another album when the weather's looking nice and it's been really nice weather and knocks in the car. Party Next Door too. I always go back and listen to that. Uh, what else I got here? Also, Division's album, Muse and Her Feelings, is really... I've been on an R&B tip lately, G. Like, outside of, like, any, oh like, like, any rappers that have been dropping, I've been mainly on a lot of R&B lately. Uh, so, I've been listening to uh, Division's album, Muse and Her Feelings, which is really good. Uh... I went back and listened to BJ Chicago Kids old uh album that dropped last year as well. Uh so yeah, like I've been back on a lot of R and B shit lately. So like outside of like rap. So but yeah, that's what I've been listening to lately. But but yeah, so that's it in terms of that. Um our uh let's talk about our thoughts on the future album. Since that also uh Polo G's album is really underrated. Uh, listen to that shit. I highly recommend it as well. Oh, yeah, he dropped uh, the album, The Goat. But yeah, that's really good. Uh, I'm that finish it. Yeah, I did. I only, no, I only didn't listen to the last two songs. Well, that's really good. Most of the songs on there is decent. Uh, outside the love songs and shit, or the shit for the hoes, like I wasn't really rocking with those. But really good album though. But uh, let's go ahead and talk about Future's new shit, cause that's that's one like G. Look, man, when it comes to Future, bro, I'ma say this. This is how I'ma open this shit up, bro. When it comes to Future, I look up to that nigga G. I look up to him as a role model. Now you may sit there and think, how can you look up to a nigga who has uh over has a basketball playoff rotation of baby mamas? All the females uh, is unfollowed you. As we speak. <laughs> they probably are, but hey, I don't really care. Uh has a uh half of a football team of kids and also is probably king of misogyny. Okay, cool, dandy. But you know why he's a role model? Because I just do the opposite of what future does. <laughs> so it's plain and, and smart, simple. Hey. And I'm smart. Exactly. Like, you do the opposite. You see that? Okay, if Future is doing it, it's more likely wrong. <clears throat> now, do, and I respect that, G. And he's openly like, look, don't be me. I'm not a role model. And I respect that, G. 
And to me, I take it like, yo, bro, like, feature, like, he a horrible person. Yes. But, bro, that music slap. You never heard Deeper Than the Ocean, G. You don't understand, bro. If you, I, Like, bro, Deeper Than the Ocean changed my life. Changed my life. Man. Damn. I'm low-key not done with the whole album yet, though. Low-key. But when I tell you Solitaries, bro. <laughs> Solitaries is such a smooth joint, bro. That's going to be a hit, bro. Travis Scott was doing wild, bro. Like, that is going to be a hit. Like, bro, this song slapped. Yeah, like, that Solitaries, like, when that played... Each like G, I'm like yo, they they knew what they were doing with this. Like Travis Scott is in his bag, G, been in his bag since uh what you'll call it dropped um since uh his last album Astro World came out. Bro, he's been in his damn bag, and yeah, he's uh in terms of features and just any randoms he just dropped, he's been in his bag. Uh, but uh in terms of like that song, they, that's a hit. If that doesn't chart. I'm gonna be very shocked, very freaking shocked that that doesn't chart because that that's a hit to me. That's a hit. Um, but overall, I, didn't expect, I, I uh, last name to be on there though. You said what? So I didn't expect last name to be on there. Last, oh yeah, the dark song. I think Future yeah. was just throwing stuff that was already like he had out because the end of the album was a lot of shit. He just. I'm like, yo, he like he really didn't need to add this. Like, I understand life is good. Like, you you want the streaming numbers, like it factors in the streams and shit like that. So, and yes, people, you will get a business side of the music industry on this podcast. It's not just gonna be sitting there serious ass discussion. I mean, a uh, playful discussion. We will have serious serious talks. But, um, so, but yeah, life is good is on there solely. Now, I won't say solely because that it's it's one of the better songs come out this year, but. You want them streaming numbers, and it helps. And streaming numbers go into your album sales. So, smart move either way. Um, but last name, I forgot. I literally forgot about that song. Like I listened to it, and I dead ass forgot that like that shit dropped like a while ago. And I was like, oh wait, I heard this That's before. I'm I not expecting to hear that song. I don't know. Yeah, I thought like I honestly thought like Dirk was saving it for itself or something, but uh, but I ain't mad. Yeah, I'm not too. But I guess uh, Future was like, no, nah, I got this, G. Don't worry. Uh, either way, that's a good look for Dirk. He could have done without putting that on there, bro. He could have done without putting that on there, G, at all together. It, it, it did kind of throw me off. It did kind of throw me off. I don't know if it was because I was playing the game while I was listening to it. it, it was, I was like, whoa. It sounded like the song restarted like three times. Like, bro, he I don't had, like that remix, bro. Uh, yeah, Uzi, was Uzi on there? Yeah, uh, all bad with Uzi. I feel like Uzi, I feel like they did that when they were doing the songs they had for uh, Eternally Taken, all of that. Uh, and also, that's still in my uh, rotation heavy as well, Eternally Take. Uh, but I feel like that could have been an Uzi song and not a future album song. That should have been a... I, but I could tell they were working on that around the same time because it has that sound. I think Future just yeah. said, I'm going to use this for my album. So... Like, it's not bad, but uh, it's not the best future Uzi song. Like, it's up there, but it's not the best. I'm just throwing that out there. That's just me. Uh, Low-key, I can't cap. The young, uh, the NBA Young Boy song was fire. That oh, was fire. There? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty fire. Wow. 
Like, I understand NBA Youngboy is in a very <laughs> uh, negative spot, interesting guy. But uh, for one, Future know what he was doing because NBA Youngboy has a freaking dedicated fan base. Is some of them very mentally slow in the head? More than likely. But that boy <laughs> brings numbers. And I'm sure that number that, that that's going to get heavy streaming numbers as well because young boy fans are dedicated to that little nigga G. Like kids love young Man. boy. Kids love young boy G. Like I'm not a fan of his that's music. That's like much. the one fan base that I believe wholeheartedly. Like you say something out of line, they all just going to stomp you. Like on some warriors type stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. Oh shit, we just lost chess. All right, all right, we're back. We're back recording, but uh, yeah, the NBA young boy fans was uh got got Chaz up out here, bro. Um, uh, they was not playing. That's an example of how powerful that fan base is, bro. Like their fan, that fan base, that fan base G might be up there in terms of goddamn uh, what's my boy, Lil B, fans of just like yo, we will get you the hell up out of here, bro. They like violent Beyonce fans. Yeah, no, I'm gonna say that. I don't know, man. I don't know. They might be up there, man. They might be up there. I can't cap. Beyonce fans are different. Beyonce fans is dedicated, bro. They just not. Ah, stump you with some black forces. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're a little bit more civilized than that. Yeah, in terms of. Toxic fan bases, I give Beyonce credit. Her fan base isn't as wild. Young boy fans, they will probably, they'll probably send the police after you and then act like they didn't call the police. <laughs> they'll probably stomp you out and then call the police and blame it on somebody else. Exactly. That, that's, that's the type of crap they'll probably be on. But either or, uh, but yeah, either or, back on. But uh, yeah, that's going like, to get heavy numbers. That might, I wouldn't be shocked if that charts as well. Because the kids love young boy. Future was smart. Do a music video for that too, because that that is going to get numbers. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, like I would say this, like the features, I, I was expecting a little bit more from the features because Young Thug kind of let me down. Young boy was cool. Travis Scott was cool. Uzi was okay. We life is good. Is life is good. Like G can't go wrong with that. Uh, Dirk was cool, but I was, but it's like they were they were cool to have, but like. The solo f- future songs were the best ones, G. Like, yeah, yeah, they future were the best ones. Himself, bro. Like, he's one of them artists that they don't really need features, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, future just he feels by himself. Which is a good thing as an artist. If you rely solely on features, then that's gonna handicap you. Exactly, I definitely agree. And it's a lot of artists in that type of situation <laughs> where they feature freaking reliant and it's unfortunate but uh but yeah g overall i enjoyed the accepting my flaws uh might go down as a top five toxic future record g um he said some shit on there uh it's still number one to me is forever gonna be throwaway because that is a different breed of yo i am bitter but at the same time i still love you bitter (laughs) and it's like yo being honest bro yeah, it, it is, G. Uh, but yeah, G. So overall, we definitely rock with Future Album Heavy. Uh, but yeah, so let's go ahead and move 
on so if you follow me on social media you probably already know that i am trying not to give this nigga no publicity at all absolutely at all (laughs) but we kind of have to talk about it because for one it's the first major news in terms of the time frame of this podcast and in a way i feel like it goes deeper than this character so because in a sense it's like okay in society itself we're entering a new normal let's put it that way like the new you're hearing new normal consistently in terms of what COVID is doing and what Takashi 69 who is who we're talking about how his situation is being handled it represents the new normal in terms of mainstream music and even specifically we can go a step further and say in terms of mainstream rap and what is being acceptable, what is deemed acceptable and what is deemed okay, whatever. Um, so if you've been living under a rock, uh, Takashi six, nine has, what has been released out of jail for about what a month now, a little, probably a little bit more because he has allegedly asthma. So with that, he, and since he's the feds have a, huge love affair for the kid uh they said mm. look uh we're gonna let you out you sit your dumb ass down don't make a ruckus don't make a fuss um until we give you the it's okay so they let him out because since he has asthma and covid could kill him while he's in jail and you kind of want to keep your rats safe you know um so <laughs> let him out he's under very strict house arrest um in federal watch because a good example of this is some white girl found out that he moved near her and he, that nigga was out the area immediately. immediately. Oh yeah, they got him, they got him smooth up out of there, man. <laughs> they got <laughs> like, him clean up out of there. <laughs> like, they were like, yo, move this man. <laughs> immediately. That's they a good example. So, but either way, moving on, so uh, he dropped a new song called Gooba, whatever, Gooba, what it's called. Uh, Yo, that song Thomas B, it's so creative. I can't get <laughs> like, I can't get I, I don't know what goes to his head when he, when he, when he titles the song. Like, you have, like, he's a very outside, look, well, you can look and say he's a very outside of the box ass motherfucker. So, either way, so he drops the song and just the build up to it, is an example of like how wrong that a lot like people failed in a lot of ways by letting this by letting him troll his way back into the public eye because double XL uh double XL complex of course DJ Academics uh goofy ass um yep unfortunately hip hop legend Elliot Wilson Charlemagne, other respectable uh, mainstream rap critics, journalists, and all of that, gave him the attention that he seeks and said, oh, he dropped a billboard on his up for his song release at Times Square. The irony of it? He put it behind the NYPD sign, which is even, like, wow. Just wow. So, I didn't I, I didn't pay it no mind. I just let it go. Um. So, moving on. Then, so, the song drops. And not only does the song drop, you drop the music video. Shame those black women that was part of that music video. Uh, 
very shame. They were bad, though. I can't cap. Once they again, only, and by the way, I only watched the 15-second clip that was on Facebook when he turned to a rat for a second. I can't cap. That was hilarious. I cannot cap. Hey, that was hilarious, that was bro. That, that was funny. funny. That was hilarious. He knows what he's not. doing, bro. Like, he knows, exactly he knows what, he's, what doing. he's doing. He gets it. And I respect that. We'll get to that shortly. So, then he goes on IG Live. And if you know, IG Live has been struggling to uh, keep people over 500K views, 600K, 700K with these versus battles. Where we get decent sound quality. I don't know what the hell he paid Instagram. But bro, for you to have 2 million people in your live. And not at no point did the quality drop. Or... Did the quality drop or the what you'll call it, uh, the sound quality drop at all? I don't know what the hell he paid them niggas, but bro, what the fuck? And the fact two million people was on that live, shame, shame, shame. But hey, exactly. And the reason why that happened is because the lead up to it all, people gave him the attention. Muggs failed and gave him the attention. And that leads us I mean, he to, was going to get the attention regardless, G. Yeah, th- this is the thing. His fan base isn't, I wouldn't even say, what would be deemed hip-hop heads. That th- That's not his fan base at all. It's not real niggas. It's not street niggas. It's not even like niggas like us, honestly. Because we, it's just we see the jig. Um, yeah. it is people who are in no offense Mexican or Latino because he is that is he is his last name's Hernandez. So he's Latino. I mean, they ride for They're gonna ride for theirs. I respect it. Even the street nigga Latinos was rocking with him. <laughs> Which is fucked up when you see when you saw what he did. So I don't know. Look, man, I don't know no Latin Kings no more. I don't know no uh, two sixes and all of them. I don't know. So that's for them to figure out. So if they still rock with them, hey. But that says a lot about y'all. That's all I'm going to say. Because I knew some real ones. Either way. But his main primary fan base is Latinos. young, Young people who really... Young people who really don't really grow up in the streets and stuff like that, suburban people, and white boys. Those are his, that's the fan base. And with that, you're going to prosper in every way imaginable. I'm not mad at the fact that, but the fact that 2 million people means it was more than that fan base to me. Just looking at it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just people that just want to, it's like, it's like, you know what I'm saying, they don't necessarily agree with them, but, you know, whether you're doing some good, bad, toxic, or you know what I'm saying, you're going to get attention, bro. People drama. You feel exactly. me? And, like, people want to I know knew as soon as he got out, bro, his numbers was going so stupid. You feel me? Because people just like drama. And it's like, and the thing about him is that he knows how to feed off of that, bro. Yep. Because he's a natural so artist. Artists like him, they always going to eat. You know what I'm saying? Because they... 
it's not it, it, depending on what kind of artist you're gonna be. It's not about it's not only about the music. Some people some people like being that type of artist. You know what I'm saying? It's not just about the music. It's a lot more that goes into it. Like they always in the face of the public. They always in something. You know what I'm saying? Something going on that you feel me. Everybody's gonna want to tune into. And so now you're getting all this attention. Okay, let me capitalize on the drama and the attention that I got, and let me drop a song. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like it's it's, it's really a, a smart business move. Yeah, like business wise, I'm not necessarily mad at it. And he, and at this point, we know you're not you're not street, you're not hood. We know like we know your situation and all of that. In regards, you snitched. Like we know your situation. Um. So with that being said, business wise, you gonna like you know like regardless, I wasn't gonna like when he went and got locked up and all of that, and, and I, when I knew he was coming out. I'm like he is not going to necessarily just fade away, fade away. But I would have viewed that he was gonna have more of a like a cult following, but he's not gonna be in like mainstream public eye. If you get what I'm saying, um. So that's how I always viewed it. But the fact that he is just prospering, because the numbers can't, like, you can't cap, numbers is fact. People are rocking with him. He has the public eye. And yeah. it shouldn't be. But especially when you have respectable hip hop outlets giving him that attention, it doesn't help the narrative of why. He is succeeding. Like, business-wise, I expect him to troll his way. Like, he's literally trolling his way back to attention. I'm not mad at it. It is what it is. Because at the end of the day, you got to find a way to make money while you don't got damn a federal watch, witness protection, and all that. You got to find a way to make money. You can't. It's not like you can tour. Because <laughs> if you tour, uh, Jim Jones and the gang is going to hunt him down on site. Don't forget, they want to violate the man. Um... So, in terms of business, he got to make his bread. He has to. So, he's going to find a way. But just the simple fact that it's people still giving him that attention is more shocking. And it makes me wonder, like, do people really, like, and I'm talking about, I'm, this goes towards people who, in terms of rap, rap heads and all that who, like, and look, like, because rap was born off the streets. Do those rules matter anymore? Like, nah, regardless, nah, like, nah. a lot of rap rules was based off street codes and shit. Like, you don't snitch, ooh, off the bam, and all this stuff. Like, a lot of that, like, so, is it null and void now, G? No, I mean, I feel like it's subjective, honestly. You feel me? Yeah. Like, the whole snitching thing, it's real. I mean, it's, he, he was talking about, like, Oh man, if it is the street code, then you know what? What, what about um? What was the loyalty at when y'all you know beat my ass and woo this and when y'all tried to kidnap my moms and this and the other things? So it was like I don't know. It's it's like somebody could say like, oh yeah, it's a street code, but never follow the street code really, and just be snaking people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, it is it is definitely a code out there, but it's like 
it's been, it's been since the beginning of time. Niggas ain't been following the code like that. Exactly. Of course, it's, it's like it is what it is, Because the main thing is survival at the end of the day. And what he did was try his best to survive in a situation he wasn't bred into. But the kind of like branch off of Buddy ass. Will this lead to, I would say, more people, more artists who are like aspiring to be artists, starting to fake the funk just to, uh, just to get that attention? Cause like the Kakashi way now is a, is a, a blueprint to success now when we look at it. Actually, it really, I mean, it's been happening slowly but surely in the quarters. But I mean, after this, it's kind of like, yo, it's that easy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to remember, uh, what was that white drill nigga uh, who popped up out of nowhere? Uh, some savage or something like that. What was that? Oh, you mean like Eminem? No, it was some white boy from Ohio. Uh, he was drill rapper. Yeah. He had like a short haircut. I think I think it was. I don't know his name, but I feel like I think I know who you're talking about. Well, I hope. Yeah, the name is escaping me right now. It was slump something. I don't remember. Like, but yeah, like we had people like him, and we found out that he was. I'm like, yeah, bro, you really faking the funk and all that we know, but we get what you're doing because drill is the sound, but. Like situations like that, we sit back and remember. Like, but like he start like he's an example of like yeah, we gave him attention because for one, at the time, World Star was the easiest way you could sense World Star check. They'll put your stuff on there just because. Yeah. So, like we look back at it, but then Takashi is an example of like, hey, let me take it to a whole nother level and look where and things just got extremely really bad bad. And fast, just so he can end up in his situation. But he still, people will see the fact, like after the aftermath of it all, he's prospering. Like, I think it might lead to like more people faking the funk. It's just they're gonna be a lot more wiser where they're not gonna just mess around with these dudes and just be like, all right, I'm about to rock with y'all. And then when things hit the, uh, when things start hitting the fan. I'm just gonna cut you guys off. I think Muggs is gonna play it a little bit more smarter. What they just like, to fake homies. I mean, I, didn't he say that in his uh in his live when he was like when he was like, "Oh, bro, I'll put you on." He said he put his niggas on, and he was like, "Yo, uh, I ain't really no street nigga like that, woo woo." But I, you know, what I'm saying I know how to, you know, basically get us out of the situation we're in right now. Basically, like if you, you know. Act how they want you to act. You know what I'm saying? You gonna you gonna get the attention that you need. Put yourself somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Basically playing a role. And like when you think about how easy it is for people to make music now, now you got like a blueprint on how to act and like your social presence and everything. Now it's just like niggas is just gonna be out there, bro. I mean, but I mean it's music. It's easy. It's easy to put music out, but you know, being an actual artist with some longevity, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's where like that real talent come in. Yeah, I hear you, and I, I, I agree. Like, in the sense of, especially like now, it's just it, like I agree, is 
more it's too easy to make music like literally like we was ahead of our time when it came to just making beats and stuff on off our off mobile devices and stuff we was way ahead of our time but uh now it's just extremely easy like it's legit artists who produce whole ass albums with the shit uh but like i'm more curious in the sense of like will it legit lead to like could you just like i don't like I feel like in an area like Chicago, it's really dang near impossible to kind of do what Takashi did and get popping because it's somebody who knows everybody and kind of mugs just don't play that shit here. Yeah. But yeah, but like I feel like in other places, mugs ain't gonna sit there and be like, "Well, look, like New York been looking for a mug to be popping for years, years." Um, and then. I think LA is damn near impossible because mugs in the hoods in LA know everybody too. They not thirsty for people to be popping, but like, or even Atlanta, but like, like a place like New York got finessed, but like, what if somebody wants to blow up from the hoods of Cleveland again? Cause nobody blew up in Cleveland. It says bone thugs. Um, mm. or even worse. Well, Detroit's not that Detroit has, Detroit has real niggas. So they're not going to fall for that shit either. But like, it's going to be places where it's just like, yo, no, nah, this dude ain't really about that, but he is, is, he makes it sound believable. It's good music. It's cool. It hits. That's my concern. People faking the funk just to get on. And I feel like the scary part now is I think they're going to use, they're going to improve on the 6 9 formula. Let my homies fake the funk. We play this role. Just make sure, like, hey, we just don't get in dumb shit. That's what I think is probably the next thing. Happening though, I I never really like could be, but I mean, like in a mainstream sense. Like, okay, niggas making music just like just saying shit though. You know what I'm saying? Because like that's what's gonna sell. That's what's gonna you know what I'm saying? Get you plays. That's what's gonna. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, so for an example, I was a uh, an interview Vic Mensa had gave, and he was basically saying how like he was he was selling himself short with how he was performing. You know what I'm saying? He was really shooting himself in the foot because he couldn't perform right because he um hold on. Yeah, my phone. Um, he had an interview basically saying how he wasn't performing with his whole heart because the stuff he was saying was stuff he wasn't living. You know what I mean? And it's like he spoke. He said like you know how it was so easy to write that line. You know what I'm saying? To write that bar, it's it's, it's not something that's true to you, but it's true to somebody else. You feel me? I think there's somebody else who said that they actually do that. And I'm trying to remember who it was. You feel me? You might not actually do it, but you know what I'm saying? It relates to everybody else. So you're going to talk about it so you can sell your music. You feel me? For example, Lil Durk. Some of the stuff Lil Durk rap about, uh, he's reflecting on the past. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's relevant to a lot of people who live in that lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? So it relates to his music. You know what I'm saying? 
But so yeah, I feel like I feel like that's low key kind of been happening. I feel like I mean obviously six nine took it to a he took it to a um a much larger scale and people could look at that and be like, you know what I'm saying, see like the whole story behind it, but like I feel like people been doing that though. Yeah, like I definitely agree. Like people have been doing it for a minute. It's just I think it's just gonna lead to people seeing the fact that he did it beat the case. Well, yeah, he he beat his part, portion of the case. And went on and barely like after like it's still fresh in a lot of people's minds. Like it's not like he just disappeared and just reappeared. Uh mm-hmm. like he beat his case. Two months later, barely two months later, dropped a song, got numbers, got the attention of the masses, and be like, you know what? Okay, let me just do what the hell I want, and we could probably get away with it. And I'm not, I'm not talking about this. Not don't really, it's not going to really gear towards black artists because you know how we're viewed and we fuck up, we done. Uh, unless you like, unless you have a conglomerate like Meek. Uh, behind like that Meek had that he was able to succeed in his situation but uh or even like a ti like situations like that but um like more like other minorities in rap like the white boys and the latinos and the gang and all of that world they'll probably see this as an opportunity that's kind of how i view it no, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, that's why I think, like, this is going to lead to a new normal in terms of mainstream rap where people would just think, oh, it's sweet like that, G. Because, like, I was listening to Joe Budden podcast and, like, uh, one of them said rap is just so welcoming where it's just like, hey, like, you can act black and... Some of them mugs are just going to sit there and give you the cookout invite because you make dope music and all of that. And that's pretty much, like, as long as your music decent, some people's going to rock with you. And that's kind of what we're seeing now is, like, hey, and that's what happened. Because, like, also, you got to factor in, like, these labels, like, they're going to throw money into who they believe is an asset. And Takashi was an asset, so mugs going to throw money into him, protect them and all of that. And make sure like he's straight either way, so we gotta look at it like that as well. But I, but like rap is so welcoming, where it's just like almost anybody can go ahead and do it, and some people will probably still respect it. And that's the unfortunate thing of it, especially when we allow white voices and no short no shade towards like those who are like respectful of the culture. But like, I will call them hype beast white white boys, or other races to come in and be like, "Yeah, G, this is like, like this is like, nah, nigga, it shouldn't be that way." When you get what I'm saying, like those are the ones accepting us. It's almost as if, I mean, it's almost like I don't like I don't like when when people act so easily impressed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like just because folks could drop a sixteen. Rapping hella fast, he automatically like certified. You know what I'm saying? You know, so it's like, yeah, I feel, I feel what you mean. But yeah, like, I feel like people's gonna look at it, and if the right people look at it, 
they if they see you can make them dollar signs, that's what will end up happening. So, but yeah, I don't really have anything else to really add in regards to this topic. Uh, anything else you want to add, G? No, we covered it. We covered everything. Yeah. So we'll wrap it up on that end. Uh, but pretty much at the end of the day, uh, closing statement in regards to this. Uh, if you really you can't be one of those people saying a. Uh, this dude is a culture vulture, biting the culture and stuff like that. He's making rap look goofy, but you're giving him the uh, the attention. You listen to the music and all of that. You're part of the problem. Like I like I may <laughs> share the headlines, but it's more in the sense of for one, it's part of my brand and I talk about shit, so I kind of have to. But in terms of my my personal statuses, I'm not mentioning his name. I'm just going to sit there and find a way around it. Like I always do. Prime example. When I want to talk negative about Nicki Minaj. If I was upsetting her fan base. Trinidadian rapper from Brooklyn. Is my go to. Didn't so, they still catch you? <laughs> Didn't somebody still. Uh... Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I'm still triggered to this day. That literally that there was somebody in her fan base. And Nicki Minaj fan base might be the worst. They get a, They're childish. That's why they're the worst to me. They're just outright childish. They outright look somebody. I don't know how the hell you and your right mindset on Twitter hit the uh, hit the uh, magnifying glass button. Typed in Trinidadian rapper from New York, and you responded to my tweet because it was negative. You gotta Seek be actively Jesus. searching to find that man. Seek. Jesus, that's all I can say in regards <laughs> to that, bro. But end it all up. Uh, do better. Love y'all sales. Twenty twenty. Love y'all sales. Protect your sales and all that good stuff. Uh, first episode done. G happy. Uh, timeless vibes podcast. Make sure you keep checking us out through the you tweaking media, uh, platform. G. Uh, make sure you follow us on. I'll just drop mine. Uh. Most my uh my social media my Twitter IG is deep underscore Chris underscore J, uh so if you want to follow me feel free to follow me on there uh you can drop your uh your digs too bro. Uh, social media Twitter and IG is Chaz Vibes C H A Z B I B E, and that's Twitter and Instagram same thing. Uh, he's going to be dropping new music soon. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, because all the other stuff we're going to put in the tuck. Um, so if you don't know where that shit is too damn bad, if you really want to listen to the old shit, he might be gladly hand it over to, you know, man, like, Hey, but make sure you, uh, be on the lookout for my boy, uh, new music, new music is on the way G. So be on the lookout for that. Um, but yeah, so follow us on our social media. Make sure you hit the uh, like, subscribe button on whatever you listen to us on, on SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, what else we got? Goddamn. Uh, Spotify. Oh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all of that stuff. Make sure you hit that subscribe, follow button, like, comments, all that good shit, G. But we appreciate you guys for listening. And peace. For sure.